Welcome to the Men of Action podcast, where we bring on stellar men, men who felt like a zero until they recognize they have a hero inside them, that line with inside, just ready to come out with a roar. Today, I got Montel. Montel is a father, he's a fitness business owner, and he's a stellar man. So we get to learn a little bit more about Montel today. It's our first time meeting. So Montel, introduce yourself to the pod. Man, what is going on? I'm super excited to be here. Um, my name is obviously uh, Montel Harden. I am a men's health and fitness coach who works specifically with men in our program uh, in business, Harden Athletics, where our mission is kind of just to you know help men uh, almost embrace that that inner athlete that all of us mm. kind of have and use it to get healthy, get fit, improve confidence, um, and just live the life that you want to live. You know, live in a, an energetic body, uh, have a you know confident mind, and just you know kind of how that bleeds in everything else. So um, that's that's my mission. That's, uh, you know, kind of how we connected initially. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to branch off and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of different things throughout the course of this conversation. Yeah. So what got you interested in fitness and wanting to start your own kind of coaching business? Yeah. So for me, it was uh, it was definitely my lack of confidence, even though I didn't realize it at the time. I was 19. I'm 27 now. So I was probably 18. So I was 18. Uh, first stepped on a college campus. Um, you're already kind of nervous anyway. You're the you're the freshman. It's a new environment. And then I look around at the time. I'm 5'9", 140 pounds soaking wet. So I'm like, I'm a skinny dude. Mm-hmm. I look around and um, there's like the 6'4 quarterback and the 6'8 power forward. And I'm like, man, I can't, I'm not going to get any girls here uh, being, you know, the size that I am, you know, being... Uh, you know, short already. I'm already skinny. So I was like, you know, let me get up and go to the gym and start trying to work out and, you know, figure all that out. And I started that journey at about, you know, 19 and didn't know what I was doing for a while, but I started, you know, kind of developing the habit of getting in the gym, working out. And I even started meal prepping. I'm meal prepping out of a college dorm room. Um, Like I really had kind of taken to, you know, everything that health and fitness entailed. And even though I didn't see a lot of progress initially because I didn't know what I was doing, I fell in love with like, I loved how it felt to work out before I went to class or to, uh, you know, have a training session to kind of clear my mind or whatever the case may be. And it ended up uh, transitioning to a lot of things for me. Like I developed a lot of discipline. I um, developed obviously the confidence from when I did start to see changes. Uh, I developed uh, uh, extreme accountability, which is something I talk about a lot where it's like, hey man, whatever you want to accomplish, whether uh, whatever it is, like you have complete control over that. So that's kind of like the start of my journey and how I kind of started bleeding everything else for me. Well, that's awesome. Especially, you know, recognizing. So how long did it take you to kind of begin to start feeling more confident in yourself? Uh, honestly, it was probably, it was almost immediately. And okay. this is what I tell guys all the time. It's like, you don't have to get to your dream body before you start feeling confident in yourself. All you have to do is start doing high performing things, high performance mm. habits. Like these things are what make you confident. Like I was going from uh, missing or even skipping my eight o'clock classes to now I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm up, I've worked out, I've eaten breakfast and I've done my homework uh, and study all before eight o'clock. So it's like now I go into my day confident. Like I'm, I go into my eight o'clock class and I'm, everybody's wiping the sleep out of their eyes and it right. seems like they're barely there. And I've been up for two or three hours. So little things like this, you start to notice it over time. Like, man, like this really gives me an edge. This really gives me a boost. 
And I started noticing that with everything. And um, that's kind of what gave me that, that initial boost of confidence where it's like, man, you're performing, you know, a cut above the fray, like you're, you're, right. you're, you know, you're above average right now. So, and for somebody that's been wildly average their entire life up until 19 years old, um, that helped me out a lot. That's awesome, especially getting up at 5 a.m., which everyone's like, yeah, because we went to high school. Like, yeah, we were up at like 5.30, then I was saying get to college, and it's like something like 8 o'clock is like the worst thing in the world. It's a completely different. 8 o'clock is like like the crack of dawn in college, but it was That's, nothing in high school. It's crazy. Yeah, no, very, very true. So it's awesome that you it able to develop a lot of confidence through that. They were back. No. Okay. Who may not, you know, obviously do their homework because you hear about that all the time. It's like, did you do homework? What homework? Can you hear me? I got you. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I think my, my system just did a little craziness, but anyways. So it's awesome that you really were hard to develop that confidence that you are in service of to do your homework to be diligent enough to get that done, get up early. And okay, how did you meal prep in college? Because I feel like that would be like impossible. So yeah, so I would go to the grocery store and buy food or? Yeah, so I didn't have, obviously didn't have a, a stove. I guess not obviously. There might be some dorm rooms out there that had stoves and refrigerators and stuff, but right. we didn't have that. All I had was a microwave and I had my mini fridge and my mom would give me like $25 or something like that for the entire week for eating. I had my meal plan that was in school and then like $25. And I would get um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or stuff for PB&J and, and <laughs> then a uh, protein, whey protein uh, that you could mix up. So I had the PB&J and then the protein uh, for my snack. And then for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I ate, you know, at the, at the cafe and I would have scrambled eggs, and uh, wheat toast, scrambled eggs, wheat toast, and then some yogurt for breakfast. Got the same thing every day. For lunch, they had a lot more options. Uh, for lunch, I would do like um, maybe like a burger. You can like build your burgers. I would put like three or four patties right. on there. Everything was pro. Everything was about protein. So uh, I put like three or four patties on there for my burger, and then do like some veggies on the side. And then for dinner, uh, would typically be like um, some chicken or something like that. And I would take the leftovers. I would basically get enough to eat while I was there and then take the leftovers uh, and then have them again later because I, I also believed at the time that, like, hey, if you want to build muscle, you need to eat six or eight meals a day. So I was literally, like, eating there at the, at the cafe and then taking the equivalent of the same amount of food back to my dorm room and eating it again in an hour or so. Oh, dang. That's impressive. That is that is impressive because I just remember when I was in college, like it was burgers, fries, chicken fries, or yeah. hate to say this when you think those smoothies are really healthy. And then until you actually sit down one day because you're waiting for it to be made and you're like, wait, that's a lot of sugar. Oh, yeah. It's loaded. Oh, there was that healthy option. It's loaded. It's loaded for sure, man. But and the thing is, like, I, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't consider it healthy, um, what I was doing, but it was sure. It was getting the games, and it's like, you know, I just did the best with what I could, but obviously now, I eat nothing like that. If I ate like that now, I think I was eating like a slob, so, um, but you do what you can. No, absolutely, and uh, 
And that's why, you know, when you live on campus, you do what you can. And so what made you want to go into like running a coaching business to help men specifically to really regain their life? Yeah, so that's honestly been a, a big evolution from here when we first started. So um, I started our, our company in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So we've been uh, around for a minute now and it was just general health and fitness. Uh, I worked with <clears throat> men and women specifically, we trained in person and it was just kind of like an independent thing. And then as we started to branch off, we transitioned to online, literally like four days before the world shut down with COVID. Um, it was like March, yeah, it was like March 10th, 2020 is when like everything kind of hit the fan. And we went online like March 5th. That's when we officially, all of our in-person clients were either transferred or dropped. Uh, and we started coaching online and then COVID happened. So it was like, uh, thank God for that one. Cause uh, we, we were, uh, we would have been out of luck if we were still completely in person. But um, over the last couple right. of years, really just been trying to figure out who I want to work with, who I want to serve. And um, mm -hmm. my, I think my calling is to, to really help men because I feel like we, we need it. Um, I, don't, I can't say that we need it more than women, but I guess just from my perspective, just from what's on my heart, my convictions, I like men right. need, you know, somebody that can motivate them, push them. We need community. We need um, to be healthy and actually focus on our health and our well-being, physical and mental. Uh, and that's just something that had kind of been tugging on me for a long time. I was like, hey, you know what? This is who I truly enjoy working with. This is what I like doing for other guys so let me go you know full speed into that no that's awesome and you know there, there's really not a whole lot i know like i guess you could say when you enter twin the world of twitter you find out there's a lot more support in groups for men i would say because right. there's other men seeking that out and that's what people do is when they don't have those groups in society or communities they, they seek them out right. and because there's not as much support for men. I mean, whether it's like a DV shelter, so domestic violence shelter, whether it's support groups, there's really not a whole lot for men. And it's, it takes a lot of effort to really go find those out. And even you touched upon the mental part, even learning about what is a man, what constitutes a man? Is it because you've been told all these like images and messages that, you know, men don't cry. And so now you have like all that pent up energy and you don't know what to do with it. And obviously there's healthy ways of releasing it. I mean, some guys are going to cry more and some guys are going to cry less. And it's just like, what is a healthy way for you to release all those emotions? And thankfully for us, a lot of times exercise, it's a great outlet for that frustration. For the initial part, for the obviously for the initial part. Exactly. Oh yeah, 100%. And I think that's that's probably a big thing that, that led me to health and fitness, you know, and working out in general, I played basketball in high school, so I was used to moving and working out and being active. But I was also a uh, I was hot, uh, hot headed, had a short temper. Um, sometimes okay. I look back and I think I cringe at, you know, how what I used to be at, you know, 17, 18, right. 19 years old. But um, it really helped me calm down a lot, too, because like you said, it was an outlet where it's like I get to get off some frustration and you get to think. And I think people that don't work out don't really understand how much you think when you're exercising and when you're working out but you can you can solve world's greatest problems in the middle of a workout and i think that's what really helped me so yeah yeah but hey between the workout and the sauna great place to awesome. have some thinking oh yeah sauna is huge i don't have one at the gym that i that i go to but i use one i went on a vacation 
And I was like, man, I need one of these in my house. Like, I need to buy one of these. Like, this thing is crazy. But, yeah, sauna is huge for sure. Yeah, get all that sweat out, get all the toxins out, and just having, like, just some peace and quiet. Because we're so flooded with noise, whether it be the phones. I know you have your family, so, you know, there's always, like, some type of need you need to be present, which is awesome that you're present. But it's also good to, for your own mental health just to take a minute break, whether that's 20 minutes or what have you, to to reflect whether that's on your business, whether that's your personal growth. Since I know that you're really trying to aim to be the best version of yourself. And so that way, if you're the best version of yourself, you can lead other men to become the best versions of themselves because they'll look at you as a leader. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's my whole mission. I'm not trying to be... Uh, perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I just want to continuously try to get better. And then, like you said, uh, when you have a, a wife and a daughter or, you know, a son, like you become a leader to everybody in the household. So if you're not performing at your best, everybody else, if you're at, you know, 60% throttle, everybody else in the household is getting 60% of what you could be giving them. And to me, that's just not acceptable. But. So then how do you take care of yourself to give 100%? Yeah, so um, obviously, you know, exercise and working out. And I make sure that right. I do that in the morning. I have my mornings where I try to make them all about me. My, my wife and my daughter are still sound asleep. I wake up around uh, 4 a.m. And I try to cover three things in my morning routine. Everybody talks about a morning routine and what you should do. I think you should do what works best for you, whatever you can stay consistent with. I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all. Whatever else you go into the day, feeling great. But um, for me... Start off with a devotional, uh, you know, reading the reading the Bible and doing gratitude practice. Just really, you know, instead of starting the day with stresses, I try to start the day thinking about things that I'm grateful for, uh, all the good things that have happened, all the good things in my life, uh, and that really almost puts me in in my top peak mood right there. But I do that, and then I study um, whatever it be, whatever it is, whether it be something in business something in nutrition, something in, you know, exercise, science, whatever it is. Uh, I always try to uh, study and hone my craft every day. I don't want to get complacent in my knowledge uh, because that right. I can't give my best to my clients uh, and my audience if I don't. So I'm consistently learning and studying. And then after that, that's when I go into the physical. So I got spirit, I got, you know, mind or intellect, and then I got body. Uh, and basically from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m., I'm fully focused on me. And then after that, 7 a.m. I, you know, take a shower, get dressed, whatever. And once I pop out of that shower and I sit down at my desk or in my office, now I'm here to serve for the rest of the day. And I've mm. already poured into me. So then I literally just take all of that and then I give it back to anybody else that I'm encountering. You know what? Just like listening to you, I'm like completely reminded of like, I'm sure you know, of like Eric Thomas, the hip hop mm. preacher. Have you heard of him? I have. You know, because he'll get up early too to do like devotionals and he'll do you know really focus on himself and then focus on serving afterwards so i love how you're so intentional about taking care of you because a lot of times we can do so there's a term it's called altruism and it just means like when you kind of help somebody else however it can be actually become a defense mechanism when you selfishly take care of others and neglect your own needs right so i love how you're intentional and taking care of your body, mind, and your spirit, so that way you can give your clients and your family the best version, so that way you can give 100%, not 
Exactly. Exactly. That's you. You taught me a, a new word. I had seen I've seen that word before, but I never knew what it meant. But that's mm-hmm. that's so many people do that. Like so many people yeah. will will provide everything, especially men. I I give everything I have to my family. Yeah. It's like, but it's at a detriment at this point. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's that's why um semantics are so important, like understanding words and the definitions of words, really. And that's what I kind of like to focus on because we need to understand what the definition of what we're looking for. So, for example, La Wao Teach Upon is like the definition of success, right? Reaching a desired result is the, you know, the Webster classical definition. But then the question becomes, what is success to you? Becomes like the next question. Right. Because your success might be making 50K, you know, after taxes. Another person might be, they don't feel success until they hit 100K. Mm-hmm. So you focus so much on the goal, and then you also need to focus on the journey that goes with it. And I think that's what kind of, where a lot of men kind of falter, though, is like we get so goal-orientated that if we don't reach the goal, like within like three months, let's be honest, really a month, it's like, wow, I'm nothing. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So since I can't take care of myself, I'm going to selfishly dedicate to taking care of everybody. And... Which is hard because then you have a lot of men who will be like, well, I guess I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, or I, I say that one and living the dream in a very sarcastic manner, probably the top two things I hear. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I hate when I hear that because it's like, you know, life doesn't have to be that way, right? Like, you know, you don't have to right. feel like that. And I feel like a lot of guys, to me, if you're a, you know, halfway decent man, then getting up and going to work every day is it's a default action for you. Like it's something that is ingrained in us, especially if you have a family right. to try to provide the basic oh, needs. Yeah. So I think a lot of guys that like, oh, I work, you know, 70, 80 hours a week, or uh, I'm always on the clock, or, you know, I'm always tired. I got, you know, I, I'm always at work. Like to me, I think that it can be the same thing as laziness, like, because it comes mm-hmm. naturally to you to go to work. What doesn't come natural right is to wake up early and go to the gym or change up your eating habits so that uh, you don't, you know, keel over from a heart attack uh, before your kids graduate high school or to try to, you know, enhance your relationship with your with your wife uh, and put more time and effort into that. Like, those are the things that don't come naturally to most men and they avoid that by, oh, well, I was at work. Oh, well, I'm trying to provide. Oh, well, I had to do this and I had to do that for you guys. And like, you, I'm sure you already know, talk to a lot of guys, like, um, most, you know, partners and most um, kids, they would rather you be at home. They would rather you be with them. They would rather you play around with them. They would rather you take them out somewhere than for you to bring in another extra couple grand a month. So, Oh, yeah. Kids playing, like, let's say basketball since, hey, I love basketball too. Yeah. You, know, you know, if you're playing with your dad, that, that means much more than they brought in another, let's say, $5,000 because in your mind, you don't know what that means. You don't know how, you know, actually dollars could save you. And you're just like, I just want to spend time with dad. And fortunately, you know, that's kind of what's tough about guys is that a lot of times they work full day, come home, sit on the couch and fall asleep. Nope. And it's, and then like you just said default action. That's big. That's the default action of a lot of guys like, or, and there's difference between if you had a lot, like once in a blue moon, so you got a hard day, you just need to sit down for a minute and then go. But I mean, your kid's going to remember that. 
I mean, I don't have kids right now, but I work with my people who have kids who was like, yeah, they, when they need to learn to be more intentional and to change that default action to go spend time with them. Because there's only so much time that you get with your kids before they, oh, what was that song by the cats in the creator? Creator? Um, cradle? Oh, it was by Yosef. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, oh. I, I, think I, I think I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you right. coming home, Dad, I don't know when. But we'll be together then. Because right, dad's like right. always working like cat cats in the cradle, I think it's called. Some something like that, where basically it's again, it's going to the notion of, well, dad's always at work, doesn't want to play ball. And then what when the son grows up, grows up to be like dad, works a lot. It's like, you know what? And then the dad's just like, What did I just do? Like I wasted all these years. Yep. I saw something. Um, you you know, I think it's Sahil Bloom or Salil Bloom, something like that. Okay. You know, you know, he's on Twitter. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't. The name doesn't sound familiar, but I, mean, I can look him up. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, he uh, tweeted something. It was like a timeline or a graph of who spends the most time together and at what point in their lives. And for kids and their parents, it was like. From zero to 18 years, they were spending like 10 plus hours a day together. And then as soon as 18 hits, it plummets and goes straight down to like two hours. And oh, then oh, as, as they get older, it goes to like one hour and then like 30 minutes and then like an average of like 45 minutes a week by the time you're like 30. And I think that, uh, you know, you talked about parent or dads coming home and just passing out on the couch at the end of the day. It's like you don't realize how finite your time with your kids are like they're good right. when they're out of the house and they have their own stuff going on the amount of time and the time that you spend and the ability that you had to see them before they left the house you'll never get it back you'll right. never get it back and it's like and not only will you not get it back but they're not even going to be kids anymore like they're not gonna want to play with you or hold you or run around the house with you like so that's something that i've thought about with my only have a six month old now but I'm lucky to have, you know, kind of had that perspective where it's like, I'm going to try to soak up as much time as I can because one day she'll be out of the house and she won't be my little girl anymore. If I, you know, if I have a son, he won't be my little boy anymore. Right. Uh, and I just want to, you know, uh, embrace that. And I think being in good shape uh, is a big part of embracing that because you won't pass out on the couch because it's so exhausting. Right. And you can be intentional knowing that, no, especially with you, I really love hearing about just how intentional you are. You know, you're intentional with your time. You're intentional with your family. You're intentional with understanding that, you know, we only get a short amount of time with, you know, with kids and everything. For sure. For sure. So. It didn't come, it didn't come naturally. Um, for me, I was, uh, or I guess when in my teenage years, I was a, a time waster. I was a procrastinator. I was somebody that, you know, didn't do what I was supposed to do. Like I, I've learned by trial and error. I'm just lucky that, I learned my lessons as a teenager because you pretty much fix those. Like those aren't big mistakes that you make as a teenager for the most right. part. As an adult, it's a different story. So I'm glad I, I was able to kind of squash a lot of those things before adulthood. But definitely trial and error because I, I feel like I was, you know, uh, I messed up or missed out on a lot of my potential as a as a teenager as a result of mm -hmm. not having these skill sets. So teaching myself. 
Well, hey, that just say that's what's the awesome about life, though. You know, you can start today. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager. It doesn't matter if you're in the 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. It's right. it's going to get harder as the years go by, but you can still, like, improve your life to show people through action that you're a different man. Exactly. Just because you're living your life one way doesn't mean it has to remain that life, that way forever. I mean, if you want to, it's going to be that way. But if you want to get better, you want to get 1% better every day or once a week or what have you, you know, that's what's going to be the key difference is that desire and having that purpose and being purpose driven with intentionality behind it and being thankful for going through it. Cause now you have that experience. You know what it's like to be a teenager. You know what it's like to be, you know, unmotivated, you know, procrastinating where you can like talk and reach someone else and serve someone else who is in your shoes. Exactly. Exactly. Sure, man. Love that perspective too. Like I think Tony Robbins, Sure, you know Tony Robbins. I think everybody, everybody yeah. on the planet knows Tony Robbins. Anyone who is seeking to do business watches that guy. He looks into that guy. Yeah. 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 He was, I think he has like this famous phrase you can change your mental state in an instant or your mindset in an instant or something like that. And it's just like yeah. anything. Like one big thing that I have a lot of my guys, when they come into our coaching program, I have them start shifting their mindset around mm -hmm. certain things and shifting the things that they say to themselves. Like, a lot of my guys will come in and they'll be like, man, I just, you know, I just hate running or um, I just, you know, I'm addicted to sweets or whatever it is. And I tell them like, hey, like stop, stop identifying with those things. Like stop saying, oh, I'm addicted to sweets. Because if you, if you truly believe that, then anytime you pass sweets or anytime you're trying to stay away from them, all you're going to think about is the fact that you're not getting them. You right. say to yourself, I am currently overcoming uh, my addiction to sweets or I am no longer addicted to sweets, like just slight tweaks, just like you're talking about semantics and how you use words, slight tweaks in what you say and how you identify certain things with yourself make a huge difference. And um, yeah, I just feel like that's, it's a, it's a huge part of getting where you want to be is just, you know, saying the right things to yourself. Oh yeah, because how we speak about ourselves is what we take in and how we reflect it ourselves. And it doesn't take long. If you really listen to someone within five minutes, you're going to tell, be able to really tell like how they view themselves. Are they confident? Are they assured themselves? And are they even proud of themselves where they're coming from? You know, or they're just kind of like looking down, shrugging, like, well, I've always been this way. And then you can say, well, how's that working for you? Well, I guess it's okay. And immediately we're both like, yeah, you have a lot of potential on you. You just got just got to pull that out, yep. and that's why it's so cool about being a coach. I'm sure in your position is that you find ways to pull that out, and it doesn't take a lot to encourage someone. And when you encourage someone and you mean it authentically and real, you see the eyes just change. You see them from looking down to looking up, and there's even a, like a spark in their eyes a lot of times of wow, like you're like the first person to believe in me, like that I can potentially do this. And when you do that. It's like the most priceless moment ever. Exactly, 100%. That's, uh, for me, I've never had that growing up. Um, my father was pretty much completely absent. So I okay. never had like that that push or that person that ever told me, like I never once heard the words, I believe in you, you can do great mm -hmm. things, nothing like that. So when I, that's just another reason for like why health and fitness is so important to me. I bought a fitness program from Jeff Cavalier, Athlean X on YouTube. Um, and I think he's got like maybe 15 million subscribers on YouTube. He's been around for a long time. 
but I bought sure. a fitness program from him when I first started my journey and he would send out, and I'm almost certain it wasn't him. Like it, it was a, a robot response, an auto response, but he would send out an email uh, that coincided with the program and it was like, hey, and then it put in your first name. Hey, Montel, it's legs today. Uh, excited, you know, for you to smash it. I want you to come back into the group at a Facebook group. Uh, I want you to come back into the group and let me know how the workout was when you finished it. And I was like, that alone meant so much to me because I had never had anything like that before. And it's an automated message. Yeah. It's like, imagine having somebody face to face tell you, you know, that, that you can do it, that you, you can hit your goals. Like, that's, that's uh, it's super inspiring. Yeah, well, even taking time to listen to them. You know, a lot of guys we don't feel listened to or we're kind of told, you know, how either to think or feel. Exactly. So to actually when guys can learn to listen and not speak, can speak volumes. You got two two ears and one mouth for a reason. That's right. I know I love I love that saying. And I always tell people on this channel we love cliches because they're timeless. And they speak so much truth in such a short amount of words. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for. Uh, I feel like as soon as I became a dad, I started liking dad jokes more. And um, those those cliche sayings was like, the older you get, the more you realize, like at least for the sayings, like how true these cliche sayings that you get you got tired of your parents saying or whatever. Like now you're like, okay, I see why they said them all the time. Cause like this stuff does come back again and again and again. It just took me 10 years to understand that. That's all. That's it. Suck a little bit. Yeah. Well, they, they stick around for a reason. And that's what's all about life. The older we get, you know, the smarter we get, the more we're willing to understand. And in a lot of cases, the more how much we really don't know. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. I know nothing. That's how I feel. Like every day is the opportunity to like just just get a little bit better because like you, the further you try to elevate your life or you know hit a certain standard, the more you realize that you don't know. And I've talked to so many people that people that you know most would deem successful. They're mm -hmm. millionaires, big businesses, in great shape. They got the you know prototypical family. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I just get up and I put into action and I try to figure it out every day. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's normal to not know what you're doing. You just try to figure it out every day. Yeah, because then you slowly begin to learn what to do. And I have one family member who's very successful. And he taught me, you know, he's learned more from his failures than his successes because he's learned what not to do. For sure. And it's like, because that's why I wish, like, mistakes could really be taken as a mistake, as an opportunity to correct something. And I'm not sure if you follow, like, let's say there was a, an episode on the Mulligan brothers on YouTube and they had this like a uh, monk on and it really kind of changed my view of mistakes is he said, everyone will do something wrong the first time. That is not the mistake. The mistake becomes when you have an unwillingness to learn from it and you repeat the same mistake over and over again or if you really want to get into it, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's huge. It's like everybody's going to, especially if you're trying something new, like you're going to yeah. fail, you're going to mess up, you're going to you know, make mistakes. 
But it's like, if you see that you're making a mistake or you see that it's not getting you an outcome and you just continue to bang your head against the wall, then at that point, that's where you have to take accountability and realize like, you right. know, hey, I need some help or, you know, I need some direction or I need somebody else's opinion on this or whatever the case may be, which we as men struggle with a lot. By the yeah, way. it's that's true. But when you have that willingness to learn from it, you know, someone could even be very direct and straightforward to you. And then you kind of sit down and be like, you know what? You're right. I knew better and I didn't do better. You're right. I haven't been doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. You're right. I've screwed up. And who's the problem? The guy in the mirror. Whether you weren't leading or you weren't taking that ownership level and then you were just blaming everything else or just, you know, discussing, well, it was just, you know, it just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Always, so. always the man in the mirror. Hey, Michael Jackson said it best. <laughs> right. I guess it's just going to be a song reference, a business and song reference kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I love that song, though. I'm looking at the man in the mirror that I'm asking him to change his ways. That if you want to make the world a better place, you got to start with the man in the mirror. You got to start with the person in the mirror. And I think, you know, he was such a creative genius to, to think of that, whether he, he wrote it himself or at Sunrise, I don't really know. But there's those lines that if we want to make this world a more positive, optimistic world, that we need to look at ourselves and make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. I had a conversation about that with a friend earlier today, talking about how everybody wants to try to change somebody else mm-hmm. like we have no control over it doesn't matter who it is and how close they are to you like my wife i can't change her my kids like i can't change them like all i can do is try to become the best version of myself and right. then hope that that elevates everybody around me hope that everybody is inspired by that they see that and they want to do that for themselves but like i can't I can't blame my mistakes or my failures or my shortcomings on the government or celebrities mm-hmm. or my friends that didn't support me or whatever the case may be. Like everything's on me and I have to figure it out. And I think if more people took that approach, then less people would whine and complain and victim, you know, blame and yeah. all that stuff. And if we all took more accountability, we'd all be in a better place. Oh, I, I agree 100%. And, and that requires, you know, the guy really to make the, dec- the decision to go from a man of inaction to a man of action. To really say to himself, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And to kind of get up and either get help, whether that's therapy, whether that's accountability groups, growth groups, what have you and figure out what they what he can do to do that because it's the hard path that's the right path and the hard path is to say that you need whether you need help or you need to change something in your life for the better because you owe it you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself you you really do exactly i agree one thousand percent like just see what you're capable of like that's my thing when i'm 75 years old and I might, I don't know, Warren Buffett, he's like 90-something, and he's not right. slowing down at all. So I guess it just depends, but let's assume that I'm slowing down a little bit at 75 right. and just relaxing and taking it easy. I want to be able to look back and be like, man, you squeezed 
every ounce you could out of that orange that, that is your life like mm-hmm. that's that's how i approach it so it's like get what you can out of you know your true potential i love that i love that because that really help has to help you look ahead and have that foresight of because one day well if we both make it you know you never know of life that if we both make it to 75 that we can look at back our life and recognize where we made mistakes where we were too hard on ourselves but ultimately what decision did we make did we make the decision to remain the same and do better and i hope at 75 i can smile and know i did the best i could and to know that everything that happened in place that was designed for that purpose for me to become that man because i chose to be that man exactly so whether that's you know again you know waking up an hour early just to make sure you have enough time to read a devotion that could impact the trajectory of your day 100 there's yeah. been plenty of devotions like you just quickly read and like oh that's really good but then you go and you forget about it versus having that really that time to really meditate on it really focus in on it and to allow god to really work through your life that's huge and that's that's where it all starts right there a lot of people you know these days they don't like having that conversation but the reason like if life isn't going the way you want it to go look at how much time just you know you're spending with god how often are you talking to him often are you in his word in his church around his people right that that typically gives you an answer and um you know talking about just like taking action obviously uh that's uh you know spot on with with your show taking action to me solves everything because it's like that's really the only way that you can impact change you can't change anything by complaining you can't change anything by whining you can't necessarily change anything by praying and praying alone like you pray and then you immediately get your action you listen closely you get your action steps and then you go take whatever action is necessary to get to where you want to be. So at the end of the day, you know, that improvement is is always going to be tied to what effort did you put in to make it happen. Exactly. I like the way you think. You think very good. I mean, you're very clear. And I, I just love hearing you speak, man, because you're just like right on point. Just like getting nothing but fire and heat right now. <laughs> great question. Great, great topics you're bringing up. So it's easy, man. Well, hey, it's just uh, a lot of practice, a lot of prep, and, you know, that's why we bring on stellar men like yourself. I know we just got to know each other a little bit and just started recently following, but I love how you post things about your family, about how you owe it to them to be the best. I love because that's like right in your bio. I owe it to them to be the best, to be the best husband, father, and fitness coach. Because ultimately you're saying, I would to myself be the best version. So that way it will ripple effect to other areas of my life. And something that doesn't always get touched upon the show is like, how are we going out and making an impact in our families, communities, and friends? Yeah. Huge. Huge. I feel like if more men were focused on that, once again, it would be, the world would be a much better place. Um, the country would be a much better place. That's something yeah. that. I try to be intentional with i don't think that i've done it to the standard that i would like to but it's sure. something that i'm always you know trying to focus on trying to be more of a, a pillar in the community we recently moved to other than birmingham alabama we recently moved here like three years ago and one of my missions is like this year i really want to make a large impact in the community 
uh, and you know really kind of touch on that. So you you what you just said right there has challenged me to to go ahead and make that happen instead of procrastinating on it. All right, let's do it. Let's get on that man of action to really impact your community, whether it be in nice. health, wellness, spirituality. Man, let's go and do it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, and then maybe like in a year's time, maybe I'll visit. I've never been to Alabama. Maybe I'll visit Alabama. We'll see how far it goes things. That way we can see how far. So in a year from now, you got to remind me, okay? Yeah, I got you. Where are you located? Uh, Michigan. Michigan, got you. It's still cold up there? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, it's kind of warm today. We're going through this. Michigan's just weird. You know, we go through, like, warm, then cold, then warm. I guess it's supposed to snow and sleet, and it wasn't supposed to do that until, like, next week. So, you know what, Michigan? You hear about the four seasons? Come to Michigan. You really get the four seasons. Right. All in one month, huh? All in one day. <laughs> so you need, uh, uh, you know, uh, the bubble coat and all the, the Eskimo suits. Uh, yep. in the morning and then in the afternoon you turn in the heat on or the air on that's right yeah. so but yeah but i think that's awesome that you know that's why i love like bringing people on because it gives it an opportunity to figure out how we both can be a man of action i'm always thinking like how to be better and how to do better and so for you i mean you've encouraged me to always be intentional always be you know wake up that action honestly to wake up that extra hour early to be honest I love it, man. And you have inspired me to focus and prioritize networking more. Uh, I think it's great what you're doing. Uh, I have a podcast as well, but I lean towards doing it solo. And I've always talked about, man, I want more guys on. So I actually would like to, you know, try to schedule and get you online. And we kind of talk about how, what health and fitness means, uh, you know, in your life. But you, you've inspired me to, to get out there and Try and network more and connect with more men that think the way that we think because mm -hmm. the bigger the tribe you can build, the better you're gonna be. And you know, one of the things that you can do is that I found successful is you know, part of that podcast. Like I would love to have that honestly one day. Where we just have a bunch of guys sit around, just talk about life and family and spirituality, because that that's all what we need to really become the best version of ourselves and taking that holistic approach, but um you know developing communities so the major community that i've developed is called the warrior kings because mm -hmm. what is a warrior a warrior is someone who stands up for what's right what is right and good and good being defined as taking care of each other listening to each other being vulnerable to each other being in tune with your energy whether that's more masculine or feminine because you know sometimes if you're a feminine dude you can get made fun of right and so as being a, a tribe it's like no, we're not going to tolerate that. We're not going to allow other men to beat each other down. And that's what's going to help us build each other up is, okay, so you'll be a feminine. So what? We're going to take care of you. Exactly. I think if more men did that, because I also like to, so I also like to also focus on the suicide rates that men are, for as long as I've known the numbers have been four times more likely to commit suicide, unfortunately. Yep. And I think as men, if we stood up for each other, and I'm talking about like in grade school, in middle school and high school that we stopped competing each other and hurting each other versus building each other up and having a friendly competition versus a competing competition because you know obviously theodore roosevelt said this he said that comparison is a thief of joy exactly yeah 100 so. yeah we gotta uplift and, and motivate each other instead of like you know constantly 
button heads or or thinking that you know somebody has it out for you or whatever the case right. more likely than not people want to support you um if you just make it to support them i think that's how most people think so yeah no i i agree 100 so, what what would you leave one like a man today who's struggling who doesn't know direction in life how would you speak to this man right now uh yeah so i would say um Whatever you're struggling with, whether it be you know your health, your body, uh, your your physical fitness, um, your marriage, your career, whatever it is, take action to get better in that area and take it today. Because if you wait and you procrastinate, six months will have gone by and you did nothing, and then you'll think about it again, and then another six months goes by, and before you know it, you're ten years in. And you're nowhere near where you want it to be because you just right. never took action. So I think um, right along with your show, which is why I love the name of it so much and why it stood out uh, as, you know, I knew we'd have a great conversation. Right. Like be a man of action, whatever goal or aspiration you have, uh, take action towards achieving it every single day. Uh, and I think you'll end up in a really good spot. And hey, you heard from Montel, be a man of action, be the best version of yourselves. All his accounts, all his social medias will be in the description below. And hey, go ask him. If you need some help, go ask him if he will be able to coach you. I'm sure he's got some good packages, some good deals for you. So go check him out and be a man of action. And above all else, have a blessed day, and I'll see you in the next video.